When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, we've had that. All right, let's do a food show. Let's do a food show. Okay. And talk about the truck. Okay. And Which truck? The one in and then old blue lights, that's like a big shot. Oh, that's Leo's. Oh, don't worry about it. I know about that. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. If they say if you flip, right. you'll flop. That's true. <laughs> Actually, that's true. We're going to start. Hard out. luck show. Pink Taco Show. Welcome to the Hard Luck Show. It's a, welcome to the Pink Taco Show. Oh, uh, Big Dick Michael. He <laughs> fucked it all up. All right. Uh, welcome to the Hard Luck Show. Good morning. Big Dick Show. And uh, I'm your guest, your host, uh, Steve Luciano. Yeah, yeah, Sitting yeah. Sitting across from me is my partner. Yeah, yeah. It's Chumahan. <laughs> yeah. And old blue eyes over there. Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And where'd old uh where'd Sam and Sushi go? There we go. Come on. It's on the ground. Come on, King Sam. <laughs> what are you doing down there? Yeah, what are you doing down there? Reach around. Hey. Why look at that? Do you see it? Why do you get like that? The guy complains when he's sitting, he complains when he's standing. All I know is that his head came up from over there by you guys. Oh, yeah. He's he's all like that. <laughs> oh yeah. The hell? Yeah, he's getting a trachea over here. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And we so, got Big Pig Mike. Oh, yeah. How do you? <laughs> Grandpa Mike. Grandpa you know Mike. You, you doing, tell him, you go, you go, Mike, we're going to do a taco show. And he's like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the glasses are all fogged up. Let me tell you, man. You I'm fucking, um, you know, listeners, if you're listening. Hey, Mr. Know, and Mrs. Earbuds. We're, uh, we're at our other studio. We were at a studio in East L.A. for a little while. Yeah, we went over there for a minute. Uh, uh, well, yeah. We had to pack our stuff up and go. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pack up our stuff. You had to, everyone over there watched you pack up all the stuff. Um, yep. And, yeah. but, so we're at a new, and we're not. We're back at our other studio. Um, yeah, True Blue. True Blue. We're back on the west side. On the west side. And uh, you know what I was going to say was, while we were over there, now I know that there's bomb bomb tacos in, in East LA. The other thing I know is that in a lot of these bomb taco spots on the east <laughs> side, what they do is they're making their own tortillas. Oh yeah. And that changes up everything, bro. I mean on the west side, the taco trucks they're not really doing that. You you're getting your and I'm not saying they're bad. There's some bomb ones over there. But on the east side, you got the little ladies making the fucking corn and flour tortillas. Like Fresh. Right, and that yeah. is that's gonna change the taste. So he took me to Tacos El Cabron. Let me tell you, is it on Eastern or where the hell is that? It's off Atlantic and Verona. Atlantic and Verona. Let me tell you guys something though. You want to <laughs> go get real fucking legit tacos? Tacos El Cabron. I mean, this place, and I couldn't stop going there after the podcast. Really? I, I'd be like, 
because I'm not vegan anymore, not vegetarian anymore. Right. I'm eating meat again. Yeah, yeah. You need that meat to get an OG suicide rolled with us. Shoulder. Yeah. Right. Even OG suicide came with us. We brought a hey, couple wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. What does OG suicide order when he hits up that tacos? They alcohol? got tacos, right? I feel like OG suicide could put the hurt on some tacos. He did. He got down. They, they were the only brothers up over there too. They, they weren't down. even tripping, no. Nah. Huh. They got down. Yeah, they got it in. I love I love their tacos over there. Um what do they do? What's their besides making the tortillas? Mm-hmm. Is it thick or thin? Like what's is it chewy? Is it what's the texture of these homemade tortillas? They're not too thick. Yeah. Um, not chewy. Um actually <laughs> really fucking good. Also the secret is mesquite wood that they use. Mm-hmm. Oh no oh, way. Yeah, the mesquite wood. Smoke it too. Um, they do the short, the ribs there. Do ribs? Oh, no everything. way. Oh, they do the rib plate, bro. Where they just start, oh, they hack all the ribs and they put them on a big plate, and you get fucking tortillas with it, and and, and that's it. And you just like Holy do your own shit, thing. They're bro. bomb. I'm telling you, this place is bomb. And they got what agua? Um, they got agua de piña. Yeah, they got cola. They they're OG man. They're they're great. They're legit. They're great. They're now, legit. You're talking about a place that's like number one. This place is rated like five stars by everybody. But I was down at what do you call the place? La Brea and uh, uh, Leo's. Leo's, or... La Brea and Venice. Okay. Uh... So when I'm on the way here, I've stopped by there a couple times on the way. When I leave at nighttime, it's yeah. already too crowded to stop. But that's yeah. a good burrito. I went there today. You guys, Pico, and, uh, um, Venice, and La Brea went there today, and I shot a picture over to the group text. I'm like, you guys, these tacos are legit. Sean hits back right away. Old blue eyes. Bro, place is always number one of the best tacos. You can't, in LA. you can't out food Sean. Mm. All right, well, Sean's the gourmand, gourmand Sean. Sean, gourmand Sean, best tacos yeah. in LA. I mean, I feel like that the tacos cabron would beat it. it oh, it well, will. You know, tacos cabron. Yeah, ain't no comparison. Now, but that's comparing the east side to the west side, right? So let's just stay on the west side, and then that spot. The, the place on Rose, right in front of fucking uh, Whole Foods in Venice, Rose and Lincoln, bomb. Mm. Sentinel in Venice, bomb. Mm-hmm. The bomb-ass trucks. But those are in a different league than East L.A. Street right, tacos. Right, You know? Yeah. That's why, man, you never came with us, but we should have gotten Sean over there with us. To yeah, talk we would have got him to leave, bro. He would have put on an apron and started working for tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why what? is it that fucking... That that why is it that food is just so fucking good, bro? Just some tortillas with some meat, oh, some man. salsa, and some chopped cilantro and onion, and like, wow, oh, it's guacamole. Like, it's so good, bro. It's really like I I eat that food more than most other foods, and I don't know. It's not just a California it's thing. Just it's just a simple food. It's not too many you know spices. You're looking onion. You know, some lime, whatever you want to put in, but it's really simplistic. I think it's cultural, man. I yeah. think it's where you grow up. Because yeah, I mean, it is that. to a point. Because in New York and in Michigan, they ain't eating tacos Dude, like that. Dude, they don't like them. They don't like, they don't get down on Mexican food. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Come on. Listen. I'm not saying they don't. And yeah, I'm not saying it's not cultural. But that just means exposure. Like yeah. the taco right. itself, it's like Italian food. Right? Like How's that? <sighs> Italian Talk Italian, like Italian food. Explain me that. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Italian food is fucking good no matter where you're from. Doesn't matter you grew up your entire life in India near some well, magic. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah. Listen. Are you telling me that someone who grew up in India mm-hmm. 
is like, oh, I love Italian. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying They'd be some, like, this is bullshit. Yeah. No, they wouldn't. Oh, yeah, they no, wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. Oh, yes, they no, would. They wouldn't. No, you're wrong. Oh, no, I'm not. Thousand percent wrong. wrong. Yeah, you are In wrong. In India, oh, you might not. be wrong. No, 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 no. Let me ding, tell you ding, something. Ding, ding. Let me tell you something. Because then I'm gonna tell you. Because Italian food has universal, and I'm not saying Indian food doesn't. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the human tongue has got universal features, all right? <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you say. McDonald's conquered the world because the scientists know how to make love to the human tongue no matter where you're from. <laughs> and so I'm saying, Italian food, fresh tomatoes. Look, you think in India they don't understand fresh tomatoes, my fucking oh, friend? Oh, yeah, they do. Okay, so don't give me this bullshit. And you don't think they understand mozzarella? They got buffalo cheese over there, the fucking lossies and all that bullshit. Yes, they can. Absolutely. What I'm saying Go. is that uh, Indian food's got so much spices and shit. God, I That love when Indian they taste, uh, it's I crazy. I love Indian It's crazy. Food, it's but cool. it can be a little overwhelming. Like the spices and all that shit. So what I'm saying is that someone who grows up in India and is, is used to all that shit, like to them, it's like no big deal. That's, have you guys seen but those you have the Indian same, tacos on fucking Instagram oh, what yet? Fuck? What? Indian tacos? Like, bro, it makes sense. They but make this, the, the fucking taco is made out of fucking, um, the, 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 like the, the non. The non. Non taco? Yeah, no, the non taco. And so then they put the, 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 what the, took the them chicken, so the chicken, uh, which, which, uh, chicken uh, tikka. masala. Chicken masala. Yeah. Right. And then they fucking hit it with salsa and fresh cilantro and onion. Listen. And they, and you eat that shit. It's a taco, bro. Oh, I was like, what took them so long? Best of both worlds. It makes sense to me. Listen. Oh, yeah. Half of the spice. Coriander. Coriander, coriander is, is cilantro. cilantro. Word. And ginger and garlic and cumin. They use a lot of cumin in it. Now, look. Well, there's a lot. Everything you just said, Mexican use. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think we even talked about this on one of the shows where we were like, there seems to be more, there should be more of a crossover between the Mexican food and the the food from India. Hmm. And all I'm saying, Sean, is that, uh, that, uh, so I understand what you're saying. You're saying, look. The, the the basic standard zero level spice profile of the Indian cuisine, all right, Ponch Ferrand, I'm not, you know, it's different in different mm-hmm. regions, right? Will have set a baseline that might make them think that the Italian food isn't as. Seasoned. Now, yeah. listen, I get that. But the, Ita- the strength of the Italian cuisine isn't from the seasoning. Reason why you season lentils, motherfuckers, because lentils don't taste like shit. <laughs> Italians let the fresh basil, the fresh, the fresh olive oil, the fresh Parmesan, oh, right? Speak for that, 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 uh, you know, they let the that, garlic, call that, yeah, right yeah they let that speak, and it, it's it bright. Sings. It's a very bright. Oh, oh does it sing. like old blue? <laughs> well, the best. I think some of the best. Pasta and the best dishes I've ever had. Yeah, in Italian restaurants, mm-hmm. only had three or four seasons. Right. That's I mean, right? The way they were prepared. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. And you're right. Now look, and I'll do you one better. This whole fucking what do they call it? The fucking pickle that they make in India, right? The Indian pickle. Now that shit's got some like, I mean. Like, purple one? No, nah, it's called pickle, but what it is, it's like a relish or like a spicy mustard relish thing or something, and they put like clove in it, and it's a little, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? When you taste it, it's a little bit over the top. Yeah. You only need a little dabble, do you? So, yeah, that. But you know what? India also, 
what you don't understand, what a lot of people don't understand. In, when we think about Indian food, we're thinking about certain part. There's a whole bunch of Indian food that sure. doesn't get just any like China, just like Chinese. Exactly, right, bro. Right. Chinese. And I try to explain this now. I don't know if everybody in here gets this or knows about this, but yeah. I've tried to explain this to other people. When I lived in New York, and when I go to New York, there's certain types of Chinese restaurants that are serving dishes that you never even see yeah. in California. Right, right. right. And I don't want to. I don't know. Like, there's the Szechuan, there's the Mandarin, there's yeah, the, right. yeah. But in New York, bro, Cantonese, Cant well. Right. In New York, there's a lot of Cantonese. You don't right. have it out here. Right. You have these big, giant, flat noodles that are like, there, there's all these dishes. And I went in with somebody in New York, and they took me for the first time I moved there. And they're like, we're going to go to Chinatown. We're going to have Chinese food. And I'm like, okay. And I'm figuring, we're going to order. Dim I'm going to order everything. Yeah. This dude ordered fucking these. Like, he ordered four or five dishes. None of these dishes, you guys, yeah. I'd ever seen in my life. Right. Except for the fried rice. Everything else was like, <laughs> and it was delicious. So yeah, I, I would imagine. I mean, shit. When you go through, when you go through South America and Central America, you're not getting the same thing. And you're not. You're not right. You're, you're not Honduras. You're getting some other thing that you're. Then you're getting in El Salvador. Then you're getting in Mexico. Right? Well, look at look at. Now there's a reason why. Okay, and I'm gonna, and this, now going back to my defense of the taco. Mm -hmm. All right, my defense. I'm telling you right now, there is a reason why the simple aspect of this food is in some ways like the Italian, right? They're letting the cilantro. And, you know, when you're doing the taco, that white onion. I mean, you could do a green onion. You could. Yeah, if you wanted to go that way. It's a, <laughs> right? Yeah. But that white onion adds a, a right? Now, exactly. And a, and, a, and, a, and a spark. Right. Okay. Right. And then, of course, the salsa. And that's a whole other thing. But the point of the matter is, is that me Mexican cuisine is so much more than that. Mexican cuisine is so diverse and deep throughout the entire country that Mexico probably supplies most of the chefs for almost all the fucking restaurants. Oh, that's true. Because they know how to fucking cook. Fucking A. It's in their fucking culture, bro. So, you know, you, you go to almost any restaurant here in, in Los Angeles and you got one person whose name's on the thing in the front and then everyone yeah, behind right, them right. is Chicano. Right. For mm -hmm. the most part. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying that the, when you get down to like, why is it so good, right? There's, right. Um, there's a balance in the, in the taco. Well, there's so a customization to it too. You know, the American cuisine is also about being able to carry shit. Right. Like we want to carry a hamburger, we want to carry a slice, <laughs> dog. we want to carry a hot dog, because we're on the go. Right. We ain't sitting around waiting for the Queen of England to sit her fat ass now. But there's also a thing you were bringing about India, yeah, um, and Mexico too, yeah. which I've been learning uh, with marsala and the sauces, and the same thing with mole. Mm. Um, there's so many vast varieties of mole in the regional mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't get to taste. And I know there's certain mole from Jalisco, mm. Oaxaca, and there are variations. Just for those two places, they have different uh, taste signatures. And that's what I've been learning recently. And even to guacamole, like, I don't know why everybody's putting red onions in guacamole. It's a disservice to it. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I swear to God, <laughs> dude. I'm like, put, why are you going to put red onions in guacamole, fool? And that's what you retarded. do, and you, you put, <laughs> when you put white onions and you blanch them in lemon or lime, yeah. there's a different 
dexterity that happens. Yeah. Uh, the crunchability is still there. Yeah. But it smooths out that taste. And then when whatever chili you want to put it, like jalapeno, serrano chili, or habanero chili, if you want. Um, habanero's uh, got special flavor. Yeah, man. So it's just, you do that. and But the thing, people want to readily eat it. You have to let it breathe a little bit and let it just <sighs> marinate like and let it grow. Like yeah, the wine. Like a woman. Yeah, man. And Relax. This is a woman. And man. that's the whole thing. It's like, you you... Some people just overkill with that red onion, and I'm like not a fan of it. I hate it. It's like anytime I see these people who are on video and make their guacamole, they do a disservice to that avocado when they put that <laughs> fucking red. Serious, man. I'd like think I see about, hey, it's crazy. Think about an avocado, and think about being like a European and never have eaten an avocado before, and then you're here in the new world, and the uh, guy comes up and is like, "Hey, you might want to try this." I mean, really think about that. <laughs> uh, it depends. I mean, because like some people have a texture thing. Yeah, but that the avocado yeah, is such a it's, it's such, so good. Though, it's such bro. a unique. Oh. You like, could get fat off just eating avocados. You would be a one a healthy fat. You'd be. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're like, happy fat. Like your Mike, skin, thickness. like Mike. <laughs> yeah, man. Your skin will be real. Not Mike. Another Mike. Yeah. Dude, at my house, dude, chunkers. those ladies they eat avocado with every meal. Oh, they either man. make a guacamole, right? They'll do that, or. They'll just cut it fresh and just put slices of it on everything that they so eat good. all day, every day. And we got avocado tree in the back. <sighs> yeah. Well, look at the inception of uh, avocado toast. Like, dude. Uh, but it, but you know, but my whole point is like, it's come to that point. Like, I know somebody people put avocado on their bagels. Listen, bro, that's crazy. The one thing I'm learning, and maybe this is true in the Latin households, you really. But like, no matter what Americans invent, no matter what it is, no matter no what it is, no the Latins are like, oh yeah, we've been, been doing it. Yeah, we've been doing Avocado toast, hey, shit, that's for poor people. We've been doing that a long time. <laughs> oh, no, oh, okay. Shit, all you gotta do is put that in the tortilla and you're fine, dude. All right. I saw some- Little salt and that's good. I saw some bunk, I, I don't <laughs> know if it was bunk or not, but I saw some video and they were trying to say that Africa was the one where the jalapeno oh, and come the on. cumin and come all on. these things came from there. There's no pepper from Africa. There's no chili from Africa. That's bullshit. Every single... Don't like get me stay. You're starting to get me going on. I go it crazy like on this. Bullshit. It is bullshit. No, Speak on it. I'll, no, listen, dude. I'll tell any African dude straight to his face. I'll be like, every pepper you think came from this country came from America. All right? Don't, don't try to fucking test me on that. When I was in Bhutan, these fucking Bhutanese, they had a sword and everything and a robe, walking up in the Himalayas and all this bullshit, right? And they go, I want to try this Amadatsi. I go, give me the fucking Amadatsi. They go, spicy cheese, chili cheese rice. Mm. That's what Amadatsi is, chili cheese rice, yeah. right? Chili. They go, it's good. Yeah, and it's good. It is good. I ain't going to lie. Rice was just about anything's good. Mm. I, they go, hey, we got I agree. Can you handle the chili? I go, motherfucker, chilies are from America. I laugh at your pepper. Your puny little shriveled up pepper. I laugh at that. That comes from here. We handle that every day, all day, any day. So that is the truth. I don't know not cumin and all that other stuff. I, that part I don't know. Listen, chocolate. World didn't have chocolate. Right? Peppers. Tomatoes. Listen, with all due respect, what was Italian cuisine without tomatoes? What was it before then? Nothing but focaccia. Nothing but fugazi. Forget about it. Where did vanilla come from? Madagascar? Madagascar? Yeah, maybe. I think so. Mm, what? You know what's interesting is that I was in Tokyo and it was the last <laughs> night 
of the trip. It was a distribution trip. Me and Esteban were out there. And Shaw, our distributor out there, mm-hmm. goes, I want I want to take you guys. Very, very good restaurant. Very nice restaurant. Okay, yeah, we'll go. He picks us up. He goes, I take you to number one Italian restaurant, Japan. I'm like, is that right? How is there an Italian restaurant in Japan? He starts telling me that the chef left Italy, uh, left Japan when he was like 19, went to some crazy culinary school in Italy. That makes sense. Stayed in Italy for like five years. Yeah. Working under a couple guys in Calabrese and fucking Naples. Yeah. Went over and spent some time in Sicily Mm. and really learned like the craft. Right. Um, comes back to Japan and somebody got gave him the money to finance and open up this restaurant. Mm. Bro. Really? Not only are they doing Italian food, they're doing pizza in a brick oven. Yeah. Nice. Bro, I look at the menu and they've got all the right stuff on the menu. And we all start ordering. Let me tell you something, man. I had penne arrabbiata there. Fucking penne arrabbiata was probably one of the best ones after my own. One of the best ones I'd ever eaten, man. I I'm, love penne arrabbiata. It was, it was on the nice. money. And everything, the pizza, I mean, everything was great. So it's like, yeah, Italian, they, they, they've had a big influence. You can't really go anywhere without an Italian restaurant somewhere, right? That's a 1,000%. And listen, when I went to Italy, right? And I went we, with the salmon here. We went, we went over there. Huh? And the food was fucking even better there. There was no bullshit. Let me tell you something. I went to this fucking, I don't know. It looks like it, the town's called Bologna because it's Bologna. Bologna. Yeah. Pizza that they were selling on a street. I don't know what they're doing. Right. But it's fucking phenomenal. Chewy, crusty, just the It's right got to be the flour, the water, the everything out there, you it's know? Everything. I don't know, but but um, the the I looked up vanilla just now while you were telling the the story about that. It's from America. Vanilla is from America. It grew in the Gulf of Mexico from Tampico, right where your people are from. Oh, oh big 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 Mike, Tampico. <laughs> I'm just making that. All the way to the Colima. No, that's where your uncle was from. Colima to Ecuador. That's where it's from. Vanilla is from America. Potatoes. There was potatoes no potatoes and corn. Well, cacao too. Chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. We, we said that. Okay, thank you, thank sir. You. Big big Mike here all week. The but yeah, potatoes, corn. That, but but vanilla is pretty crazy, right? Okay, so then tell me some of the things that are fucking not from. Tell me some of the the things that aren't from here besides rice. Well, white people. <laughs> 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 this whole thing. All right. True. No. What? Talk about things you can eat. Oh well. Why you? <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ! Can't a man tell a joke in this world anymore? Uh, what? What's not from here? That's a good question. I don't think wheat's from here, homie. No. I don't think all these wheat forms that wheat is imported. I, apples are not from here. Barley is not. Rice is not. Wheat's not from here, right? Just... Right. And what they call Indian rice is actually grass seed. That's not really rice. Okay. That's good, but it's not a Chippewa. Mm. Chippewa, right? Really? Yeah. That's not really rice, though. But it's long grain rice? Mm, well, regular rice is not from here. Whatever. Long, short, whatever. The wild rice is actually a grass in the lakes. 
And these Indians, these Chippewas will go out with these sticks and they'll just fucking beat it into the thing. And and it's slightly different than actual rice. But, you know. But yeah. Uh, cattle, cows, beef, that's not from here. Where were they from? They're from fucking Europe. And originally the Eurasian steppes, meaning like where the Mongols are from. The original cowboys were fucking Mongols, bro. That was the original cowboys. They, came they were the first guys riding horses? First guys riding horses and carrying the cattle with them, herding them. Hmm. These motherfuckers. Really? Yeah, bro. And they, they were the first ones to figure out we're going to get all these motherfuckers and we're going to keep them. Yeah. They're going to run with us. We're going to exercise and feed them. That's why they uh, moved. They had these giant grasslands up in the in the steppes, right? Like, like in the like where Mon- Mongolia is now, like that Russia Asia area, right? And they lived these fucking dudes. They were the real cowboys because they would herd the cattle. They'd exhaust an area, move on. These motherfuckers were the ones that would raid the agrarian motherfuckers. People who decided, hey, we're gonna sit down here and just fucking plant crops. We don't need to just heartache and headache. These guys would fucking come down. And it wasn't a biker club. It was a fucking horse club. And they'd come down, hit real quick, either get ransom, all right? We'll fuck your entire town up or pay us off. All right, we'll pay. Get the fuck out. Okay? Or steal some shit, maybe a couple women, some horses, and then leave. That was the original cowboys. And they brought with them the beef. They were originally, I think, like something called an auroch, the prehistoric cattle. And if you've ever seen like the Scottish cattle with the weird horns and the long hairs, a little bit like that. But eventually all those things come down to become beef cattle. And they drove them all the way into Egypt. All the way into Egypt. And this meat and this cattle and the bull became a symbol of, of power and virility and food. And this is why the pharaohs were called bulls. Hmm. This is why in Rome... They had a cattle cult. They, if you watch that show Rome, and they do a sacrifice, they would kill a cow, uh, a bull, and look at its entrails. Oh, did, like in Crete too, didn't they have that? Yes, like that's underneath. The, that's what the Minotaur is. Yeah, they did, the I, I, How about that? In, in Apocalypse Crete. Now, they fucking chopped the bull's head off. Remember? Yeah, and that's a water buffalo, though. Water buffalo, okay. Okay, but. All right, so it's like that. This is why in India, these motherfuckers got so far all around with their raiding and pushing shit around. This is why in India, you have the sacred bulls, the Brahma bulls, and only the Brahmin caste, the priests could eat those. It's not until, and this this becomes a symbol also of wealth, all right? And this gets down all the way to England. One of the problems that all these types of folks had was there's not enough land for all of us to build up big herds and do our thing, right? So, in the 17th century is when the colony started. Part of it had to do with these British lords and European lords and kings and stuff looking for pasture lands. That's why Argentina is famous for the beef. They had set out to create new lands for that. That's why Australia is famous for its beef. and that's Brazil, why- too. Yep, exactly. And America. These bigger lands. And the idea, the whole reason why they cut down all this shit and they, they drive out people is because they want to fence it off and put beef cattle there. 
And that's what they did. And before the 1800s, there wasn't a taste for fatty beef. Like when you go, oh, prime grade A beef or whatever that is, all that's testing is what, how much fat is in the muscle. That's why they grain them at the end. You grain cattle, they're not supposed to eat corn. They don't know. Right. They're ruminants, right? They, they eat grass. They eat grass. What happens is they want to fatten them up as fast as they can, and they want to marble that meat with as much fat. That's how you get a better rating. The t it wasn't like that before the 1700s at all. Then these British lords, and you go, and they would sell, right, semen from these bulls and stuff. You could make a lot of money, and they would bring portrait artists out to do like a uh, like a painting of the fattest bull and you look at you could go online oh bro I, you can see it that's that was their way to show that they had money and they were exactly they would have they would hire artists painters to come and paint it, it, they would even tell them to like go a little extra right add 20 pounds to this fucking heifer then right all of that is what leads to the sort of beef culture that we got now here in the United States wow. refrigeration Right. And the railroads was all about innovating ways to get American beef back to Europe to sell it at an up. Oh, actually, actually, uh, I got to correct you on that. Go ahead. They, they created refrigeration on trains uh -huh. for alcohol. Well, the huh. book that I read, right. I and read. it might be right. Huh? But, uh, Rifkin, history of beef. Uh -huh. He said, that the innovations in the refrigerated trains for sure was to bring back beef so that it can be exported back to Europe was part of it. So I'm not saying it wasn't also alcohol, but I'm definitely saying that they had huge refrigerated cars full of beef, slaughtered hmm. beef. And the book also says that... Beer, beer, not alcohol, beer. Right. Beer, and that would make sense. And it also says that... uh when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That um, the assembly line Ford, he got the idea by reversing a slaughterhouse. Yeah, that's they would smart. Take a uh, before Old there bowl. was. Yep, they would bring them in on a chain, and everybody had a station, and they would fucking break this motherfucker down. Right, right. So all of that, right? All that's of pretty that. interesting. It's it's wild, man. All of that goes all the way back, and there's so many great stories about these early guys, like the Tartars. Like steak tartare, the tartar was the Russian word for Mongolian, Mongols, right? Like the Huns and all these motherfuckers were coming. And they would call it steak tartare because the legend is, is that these fucking Mongols were so fucking savage. They would take the, like, they would eat the best parts of the cat, but the stringiest parts and all the hard parts, they'd put under their saddles and ride on it all day. And by the time they got to their next camp, it had been smashed down to nothing, mixed with horse sweat, which these motherfuckers liked. And they would eat it raw, like that. And that's how, eventually, you get steak tartare. That's mm. what that is. And these motherfuckers were so cold-blooded, they would raise their kids on mare's milk. 
They would feed them the titty milk from a horse. And they would fucking be sad. And that's why when they would show up, everybody in the village wasn't going to fuck around. Only China had the fucking moxie to, to hold them off. And that's because they built that big-ass motherfucking wall. And even then, they eventually got through that wall. Fucked them up. But that's the culture. That's all these cowboys. The, 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 the uh, caballeros, all of those gauchos, all of that. All of it. It's history of, if you go back and trace it all the way, is all the way back to the Mongols. That's what that is. I was telling somebody recently that, that there's different types of cattle with different types of flavor. Oh, yeah. And whenever I'm at, like, Peter Luger's in New York, mm-hmm. or I'm at a steakhouse in New York, mm-hmm. this steak tastes different, bro. It tastes different than out here. It's a different it's a different type of steak. And if you were to look at the cattle, the cattle's different too. Mm-hmm. But the steak is different. It's got a more chalkier, meatier. There's something to the taste of meat in New York. Mm-hmm. There's great steaks out here. Don't get me wrong. Right. But there's something to a steak in New York. It has a different flavor to it. You can taste that it's a different type of a, of a, of a, of a cow. Well, so there's the type of a cow. What it's eating, when they, what, how old it is when they buck. Absolutely. And then do they even dry age it? There, yeah, all that. All that is. Uh, do they even dry age? The steaks that I had were, were not dry aged. Um, and I had a bone in ribeye out there. Yeah, I've compared. I've had like bone in over here, bone in there. I've had a porterhouse here and a porterhouse. Definitely tasted different. But you're right. There's a. What it's being fed, and mm-hmm. listen, when I eat a gr- when you eat a grass fed fucking piece of steak, you can taste that motherfucker. Tastes like earth. Yeah, it's different. It's like right, it's totally completely different. different. Um, you go down to Mexico, eat some fucking eat some fucking tacos or some meat down or carne asada down in Ensenada. Yeah, it's gonna taste different. They might have killed that thing like a you know day ago. You know who knows? Yeah, you know, and you they, go they to don't the- they don't they don't they eat their meat like that in Mexico. They don't refrigerate it half the time. They kill it and they eat it. There's no holding, drying, hanging. They'll right. fucking hack up a fucking cow. You know, people used to eat more rotten meat all over the world than they do now. Like, you know, like, remember that great <laughs> scene from um, Shogun where that dude, the pilot, the white dude, he's in Japan and then he hangs the duck or the goose to let it rot for a while and the right. Japanese think he's fucking nuts. People you see curing, they were curing before they. I mean, look at dude, even the the old cowboys, like, even what you're talking about, they figured out early on if I cut it up and sun dry it, that it'll stay good and I can take it with me. Yeah, old fucking beef jerky, that's old cowboy shit. Oh, beef jerky, so that's how the Indians used to dress up the buffalo. They used to have huge drying racks. They look at all these. See, a lot of people don't realize this, but they were hunting buffalo before they had horses, right? So you're like, well, how do you hunt a buffalo? They would take the whole herd and they would either start a fire around them, right? Fucking smart, these Indians. Dude. So smart. Drive them off a fucking cliff. cliff. And then they had all these drying racks. And they'd sit there and just make a ton of jerky. And they had what they call par fleshes, which is these flesh bags. And they'd stick all this dried meat in it. And it was fucking... That's it. That was all there was to it. There was no extra anything. They weren't trying to overwork. They say that the first, I'm listening to this course from Yale, and they're saying that the first farmers were farmers because what they would do is they, they wanted like, cat, I don't know if it was cattle, it was like 
you know, just regular livestock like elk or whatever, reindeer or whatever. So they would burn the fields and then they would plant grass in this one spot. And then they would just wait. They will wait for the fucking, you know, whatever to come down and eat the grass because there's no grass available except for that patch. Yeah. So that's when they would kill them. Fucking smart. Well, 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 think about it. You're outside all the time, right? And you... I don't. I think it's so hard for us to understand this. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you're outside a lot, you start to see the patterns. Where are they going? What are they getting? Sure. So yeah, that's like chum in the water. That's grass chum. Grass that's chum. what that is. Grass chum. And the Indians, they can they they find here in the in the Americas huge areas of burned out places, controlled fires where they would just. That's what the prairies are. They burned that all out, brought in the grasses, and that's why the bison got huge. That there's so many of them. And dude, uh, they they wouldn't they didn't try to go after wolves, the Indians, because the Indians, what they did was they didn't set up permanent sites all the time. They would move all the time because they would stink out a place or something because so many people are living there and they would move on. Right. That's why everything was mobile. They weren't trying to. And when they would leave, the wolves would come in behind them and eat up all their garbage. Mm. That's. How I guarantee you that's how the dog eventually got domesticated. Mm-hmm. These dogs would just live on the outside of fucking whatever settlements were set up, eating the scraps until eventually a relationship developed. And like you were saying, they use them as protection and yeah, hunting and yeah, that's it's fucking yeah. But you know what's interesting though is when you say that something got brought up to me the other day, and it was like. It was something that I was listening to, and what they were talking about was like, I, and I don't know how I'm gonna explain this right, but we we we've done a okay. If you were to just look at the hundred years that we've been around, and you look at what we've done in a hundred years, right, right, yeah, it's a lot. Like we've come a long way in a hundred years, right? Yeah. When you go back into time, let's go back. You know, 10,000 years, 5,000 years. When you start look like, who's to say that those people, how long were some of those civilizations around? And how much time did they have to figure out the same things we're figuring out? Uh, a ton, bro. And who's to say that they didn't at one time even bypass all the stuff we're doing? And then it was just all destroyed. Who, you can't really say that that didn't happen. And when you start, uh, when they start un- unveiling some of these cities that yeah. were dug up, when you start really looking at pyramids, yeah, and what they're not just a fucking st- like. When you start looking, you're like, man, there's a possibility that these dudes might have gone far past where we're at now. They might have had thousands of years to work on this. Look what we've done in a hundred years, you guys. Yeah, right. Crazy. No, that's true. That's crazy. People weren't well, dumber. They're not dumb. They weren't dude, so They were able to figure out astrology before we think before there was any machinery. Bro. We don't know sure. that they had fucking sky rises a thousand years ago and they just all like maybe they just overdeveloped and some shit happened and fucking it's gone. I don't, I don't, I, I think you're 100%, bro. I, I did, get so, what I'm saying, right? I do. And they might have had a lot longer of time. Like when we think about how they figured out how the Aztecs or the Indians figured out the astrology. Look, that's what we you know. know. How much time, right. Right. How much time, though, did they have to figure that out? Tons. See, like you're you're 1000 percent correct. 
we're living now like you know this it was all leading up to this right and we don't work as hard because so much is being provided we're not we're not we're probably dumber at this stage look at the idiots on tiktok yeah you think those people would be able to make it out in a fucking bush? Oh, uh, they would have got <laughs> no. their asses kicked. So it's almost like, yeah, okay. You get but, what but, I'm saying? No, no, no. I do get it. This is what I think, right? So, so what, I mean, for the actual what we know, what's left behind that we found, mm-hmm. all right? We're talking about like maybe 7,000 years. Okay. Maybe 10. Okay. But the human beings as we are right now, you know, you're talking like, I don't know, 500,000 years ago, right? They found an ice dude. With tattoos in the Alps that was like from, I don't know what it was, like 50,000 years ago. And they said he was no different than us. He could have worked a computer. If he was taught the computer, he would have worked it. No problem. Who's to say that they haven't? Who's to say that they didn't have computers? Who's to say they didn't have planes Uh, or better shit? I don't know, but I can tell you this. They definitely had a better understanding of of the seasons the astronomy like how everything moved together like we're all split up in these in these little structures and like we're working off a clock so we're we've been taken off the normal rhythms right Mm -hmm. and you can get real disoriented you can get real disoriented when i was reading reading this crazy book uh crazy horse book they talk a lot like they have a time they talk, but the t- the way they talk about time is like, oh, in the month when the cherries turn black, right? right. And everybody knows when that is. It's right, the same right, right. time as fucking October or whatever, right, right, right? Right, right? They just, but it's not a calendar and it's not a thing. It's what they see. Oh, and they even knew that if you go up to Canada, right? They knew that the winter moon's longer. Like they knew that the seasons were different, and they would know, and everybody knew that, right? Right. So there wasn't any of that. And there wasn't. So like we're in this situation now that we're in where it's like we're supposed to be productive like every hour. And the the term productive means something like make money, be part of a job, fix my health, get my car. You know, all this shit we're supposed to do within these hours. Mm -hmm. Perfect parent. I'm going to fucking do this. But it leaves very little time for just being and and that's not by accident bro no it's not right and this all started like in the in- industrial oh, right right you're talking like a lot of there should be way as a human being probably the best thing you could do for our people in terms of contribution would be to have a, some unoccupied time a lot of unoccupied you've time. been you've been but you get on that and you say that whole thing when we talk about ai and robots taking yeah. over you've talked about how like maybe that all will happen yeah just so that we can stop having to deal with it and yeah. get back to like yeah. life just living yeah I mean, that would be amazing if that was the case. It's hard for us to imagine, right? It's hard for us to imagine because it seems like since about 1500, it's just been a, a whip and a fucking slave driver for everybody except for the, those at the very, very, very top. Well, let me ask you this, you guys. But Somebody, that's really a short time. Sh- right. Somebody sent me a video, Dan. They're like, hey, look at, check out this dude's concept 
I've never really heard anything like this, but it kind of makes sense. Uh. So the guy starts talking and he says, <clears throat> you feel like, the, I know people are getting the feeling that this world's coming to an end. Yeah. Society and where we're at and how we got here. Yeah. And then he kind of like draws it backwards and he's kind of like, as a, as human, as a human being, an individual, yeah. you don't begin to change until the shit shows up on your doorstep or shit starts happening to you. It's usually at the brink right. of everything falling apart that you change. Right. right. And so as he's saying this, I'm kind of taking it as an, I'm listening to it and I'm taking it individually. Right. And yeah, I may not even learn the first or second or third time. Yeah. But for me, personally, it isn't until some fucking shit almost hits the fan or hits the fan before I'm like, fuck. And as this guy's talking, he's like, society's really like that in a way, as yeah. a whole. If you were to not take us individually and put us together. 1,000%. Okay. So he says, we are possibly heading towards the brink of destruction yeah but as mankind itself we won't destroy ourselves when you get to the brink you do what has to be, be done. done now he says that and he says and he even goes deeper and he goes it's actually you think that all these evil guys that are out for themselves or doing all this fucked up shit yeah is fucking up the planet but in reality you have to have those people because they're going to present all the black without the negative you don't have a positive without all the sup suppression you don't have something coming back to right like, mother nature is going to even itself like the, the way he said it i'll send it out to you guys i was like fuck dude like life is a perception game yeah it really is dude a perception game what do you mean by that explain it further i mean that by like if you can change the way you look at something, yeah. it will change. Yes. And it'll change you. Yes. I agree with that. A thousand percent. Or when you hear something or you just look through. So, so. And you see something and you're like, oh, shit. You know, like. So that's why. Mm -hmm. That is why. That is 1000% why these things that we think are so basic that they're not worth questioning. Like you think about aspects of reality. I want to play this thing for you. Go ahead. Go back if you think them. about certain things about reality, things that you think are not <laughs> worth questioning, that is your perception. Okay. Right? Well, you're not even, it's almost invisible to you because you're like, yeah, that's such, such a given. There's no even need to think about that. That's the real perception. That's the real perception. And yeah, dude, that does control everything because that controls what you think is possible. Yeah. Okay, listen. Listen, you guys. We're, we're going to show you. You got to hear this, bro. Because there was something growled. Did you hear that? Now, this will blow your mind. This will change your entire perception of why the world is currently the way that it is. I'm going to play a clip from the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still and then explain the deeper meaning. Mm. Every civilization reaches a crisis point eventually. Most of them don't make it. Yours did. How? Our sun was dying. We had to evolve in order to survive. So it was only when your world was threatened with destruction that you became what you are now. Yes. Well, that's where we are. 
You say we're on the brink of destruction, and you're right. But it's only on the brink that people find the will to change. Only at the precipice do we evolve. Mm. This is our moment. Don't take it from us. We're close to an answer. An answer. Okay, so this is actually super deep. Really contemplate this concept Listen. that we don't evolve. The humanity collective consciousness does not evolve unless it is pushed to the brink of destruction. Does that sound like something that's happening in society and in the world right now? To me, it does. So what if we took the perspective that this reality has been meticulously designed and created in order to serve humanity as a whole to evolve? And this involves a catalyst otherwise known as the dark side. Some call it negative entities, negative forces. But what they are doing, even sometimes unconsciously, is they're playing the role of the villain. Because the dark side always thinks that they're serving themselves, but it's actually really ironic because they're serving the greater whole by being the villain, which ironically creates a catalyst for the beings, such as you and I, to become the greatest versions of ourselves because we are no longer complacent. We must decide, literally, are we going to evolve or are we going to suffer? And you can take that to the extreme like the movie did by saying that the suffering is actually destruction, but the concept still stands. So start to see all of those in reality that you think are your enemies are actually serving you to become the greatest version of yourself. And also, this is why ETs don't help us, because they know that we have to evolve ourselves to get to a higher level of consciousness. Because when we get to that higher level, we have learned our lessons. I'm not going to get all into the UFO thing. Part of it, right, right. Like, what are they doing? But what he brings... <laughs> Um, to the what he brings is like, I gotta be honest with you guys. I've thought it on personal levels. Yeah. I've thought about that, like the shit that I went through, like an ang. Yeah, got me here. Yeah, I had to go through that. It's made me who I am. I yeah. appreciate my kids because I, all this. And then when I started listening to what he said and kind of putting it on like a yeah, why would why would like, society be at the same level as the individual? It's just it's made same up. thing. Yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, it's just interesting, and I only bring it up, you guys, because I think like sometimes somebody can present something, or we can see something, and all we've done is just move over like two inches, and we're just getting a whole different story. You know, right? What I think about is uh, so dangerous about motherfuckers like uh, like these idiot Trumps and shit who are never wrong. Who are always yeah. right, who will never be like, you know what, I made a fucking mistake, or I need help, or I don't know. <laughs> Somebody's got all the, that's the most dangerous people there are. People that have all the answers and you can't tell them nothing. Yeah. You know? That's true. But uh, back to food. Uh, food for thought. Food for thought. <laughs> What's, let's go around the room real quick. Go ahead. We'll get back on the food thing. Everybody. We got, we got uh, three minutes on the room. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, okay. Go, uh, we're gonna do this do one lightning round. Lightning round, three minutes, and we're gonna wrap up the food show. King salmon, salmon, favorite, favorite. You don't get three. You don't get. Yeah, yeah. You gotta pick one. We'll give you two. Give us your top two, and give us two in order. Yeah. Your top two foods. Food. Go. Gotta be sushi. Top food is number one. Hundred percent. This is my daughter with top food. And then cheeseburger. <laughs> sushi and cheeseburger. That's you an American. Man, America. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Okay, very good. He likes something you can hold. Yeah. Old sushi. Yeah. Old hamburger. Yeah. All right. Come on, dog. Oh man, uh, definitely tacos. Mexican sure. food. Yeah. Okay. And a pizza. Oh yeah. Oh, fuck, I man, I could. You fuck went a seven on Oreo. Pizza. You went Mexican and Italian. Yeah. 
So pizza and tacos. Yeah, oh, fucking sure. dude, right in there, brother. Yeah. Come on, let's go, Chumon. All Chumon, right. and we know Chumon's vegan. Yeah, I'm vegan, but they make vegan tacos and all that shit. But I'm gonna say this: real good, and I mean greasy, salty tortilla chips. Oh, oh man. yeah, you love a bag. You yeah. love three bags of chips. Yeah, and then pizza. Damn, that's two pizza guys. Dude, yeah, I'm no a wonder pizza you guys friend. are fucking. Ah, uh, dude, I ate a whole. Buddy. On my birthday, I ate an I entire can... large pizza pie to my face. I could fuck up an entire Easy. pizza. Easy. Oh, that's right. It was your birthday. I was supposed to bring fucking medium. That's all right. Now, okay, all right, you I'll got the you. fucking flat screen. That's all I need, baby. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I left that there. Did you? No, yeah, you fucking. I got it. Right. I don't know. All right, man. Mexican food, homemade. From scratch too. Uh huh. That from scratch too. <laughs> yeah, damn right. Homemade. I'm fucking a fucking bullshit. Homemade. Real low quads. Okay, you know, hey man, low quads, from my bro. tree. Yeah, I climbed a tree. Right. It was like an ape. Um, <laughs> and then Thai food, man. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh hell, oh hell, yeah. Fuck all that. You guys can go to Natalie Thai together. <laughs> Deep fried um, tofu. All right, go ahead. Oh, wait, well, that was. We yeah. did a deep fried tofu at Olympic in Robertson. Yeah. Was that a Natalie time? I, I don't think so. But no, you go. You, the king of the kings. <laughs> Come on, don't say it. It's got to be. I gotta say, I, I gotta say Mexican first, bro. Mexican's my my go to. Yeah. And then it's Italian, dude. Mexican yeah. and Italian. Yeah. That's all me. Word. Word. I'm Mexican. Italian. You know what wasn't in anything we talk about? I love it. But, but you guys, I lie. I wasn't able to say, I love Indian food, man. I, I love Indian too. food, too. Come on. Yeah. I love Thai food. Fuck, dude. I cry my so beef jerky's real close to my fucking tortilla. <laughs> I, I, I can't get a <laughs> on beef jerky. My no. chile is real close to the huevos, <laughs> huh? <laughs> but I don't eat chile. It's resting on your jerky right here. Mm. Yeah. But uh, that was a great show. Good idea, Big Lux. That we got into good. all sorts of shit. Yeah, we went, we went deep. We went deep. Good. Yeah. All right, guys. Listen, man. Uh, I still say Enzo's Pizzeria oh. is a fucking incredible oh. fucking eggplant parmesan sandwich. <laughs> it's <on> Westwood. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you, shout out uh, Go check out supermaxhardware.com Cookies and vibes You know what we do over here And big shout out to Esteban Oreo and the Soul Assassins Always listen to the Hard Luck Show on Mondays and Thursdays Hardluckshow.com Ovando uh, <laughs> Bone LLP Also, who was the first person to think that they could eat an eggplant? It's pretty mm. crazy That is mm. kind of weird Alright, go ahead Sorry mm. What you got? Mike Angelo Photography IG <laughs> <laughs> IG IG <laughs> <laughs> Got my trout fishing pole. Dragonbags.com. D R A G G I N B A G Z. Because they always sleeping on me. Uh-huh. Oh, you guys. Oh, sleeping. Nine select up. Drag that bag. Right across my eyes. Get the trap. Right, hurry up. The hurry salt before, they t- my before they shut off the power on us. Uh, <laughs> Alright. We're out of here. Hasta la vista from the Hard Luck Show. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.